it's a privilege to uh, open God's words together. And uh, we'll, today we'll look at 1 Samuel chapter 12. And the title of uh, this little devotional is, Is Ceasing to Pray a Sin? Is Ceasing to Pray a Sin? And before we begin, let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father, we ask you now to open our hearts to your word and your Holy Spirit. Lord, that you might teach us that uh, we might take these truths and apply them in our own hearts and in our lives. And it may be a blessing to us and to others. Thank you for this time together. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, brethren, the uh, setting for this passage is that the nation of Israel is underneath Samuel, their judge, and uh, they're facing the Ammonites who are surrounding them and uh, about to go to battle. And the people have asked the prophet Samuel to give them a king. Somehow they thought they would be better off in this battle to have a man leading them rather than the Lord God Almighty. And such is the extent of foolishness when we are away from the Lord. So the people go to Samuel and we'll begin in 1 Samuel chapter 12 in verse 12, verse 12. And when you saw that Nahash, the king of the children of Ammon came against you, you said unto me, Nay, but a king shall reign over us, when the Lord your God was your king. This was outright rebellion, brethren. It's, it's as if we are shaking our fist at God and saying, I will not follow you. We will not have our God to rule over us. Verse 13. Now, therefore, behold the king whom ye have chosen and whom ye have desired. And behold, the Lord has set a king over you. Amazingly, the Lord gave them the desire of their hearts instead of judging them on the spot. But the Lord also did abundantly more than what they asked. Verse 14. If ye will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall both ye and also the king that reigneth over you continue following the Lord your God. And in the process, they would receive blessings and privileges. Verse 15, but if ye will not obey the voice of the Lord, but rebel against the commandment of the Lord, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you as it was against your fathers. Amazingly, God promises to continue his covenant with them. Blessings for obedience, chastening for disobedience. Verse 16. Now, therefore, stand and see this great thing, which the Lord will do before your eyes. Is it not wheat harvest today? I will call unto the Lord, and he shall send thunder and rain that ye may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord in asking you a king. So Samuel called unto the Lord, 
and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day. And let's just stop here for a moment to say that wheat harvest was during a two-month time in the year when there was no rain. No doubt this day was a cloudless day with a bright sun, and men are working in the fields, harvesting the wheat. And then the Lord sent this miracle of thunder and lightning. All the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel, verse 19. And all the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God, that we die not. For we have added unto all our sins this evil, to ask us a king. Indeed, now they see it. How much better to repent without coming under chastening or dramatic uh, experience with the Lord. They said, pray for thy servants. They asked Samuel, basically, to mediate for them, to go between them and God. And they were right to do so, because when we sin against a holy God, we need someone outside of ourselves to go between, to mediate for us with our God. And of course, in the new covenant, this is our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise his name. So Samuel and God had every right to respond to their sin with righteous anger. Instead, verse 20, Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And turn ye not aside, for then should ye go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. So brethren, on the one side, we have following the Lord in the fear of God and covenant blessings. On the other hand, on the other side, we have turning from him. And then vain things fill the void. Vain, vain things that profit nothing. And yet, that's what these people have just done. Samuel calls them to repent here and follow God. Brethren, God wants us to use our time and our health to serve him. To serve him by serving in our churches, to help uh, those with needs, to look for opportunities to bear witness and give voice to the gospel and certainly to get the rest that our bodies and minds need to sustain this day by day. God wants us to serve him. Verse 22, for the Lord will not forsake his people for his great name's sake, because it hath pleased the Lord to make you his people. So here we see, even when they have sinned, God promises to protect them. How gracious. Brethren, when we sin, we break fellowship with God, but we do not break our relationship with God if we savingly know him. Verse 23. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right way. 
Samuel promises to faithfully teach them and to pray for them. Even after this rebellion, when moments before they were all uh, rising up against Samuel, he says, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. You know, brethren, we treat intercessory prayer as optional so often. We do it if we think about it. We do it if, we, if it's convenient for us. But not to pray for others is here labeled as a sin of omission in God's eyes. Intercessory prayer is especially important when we are in a position of authority over others. Parents praying for children, church leaders praying for their congregation. But I think we can extend this principle, this truth, to pray for others to those with whom we are associated, to those with whom we have some influence. Relatives praying for their kin, church members praying for one another and their leaders, and believers praying for other believers. So, brethren, here we are. We pray together, uh, many of us daily, week in, week out, on this Zoom call. But here in this passage is even a higher calling. As long as we are part of the, this call, may God forbid that we should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for one another on our own initiative, privately, regularly, even on days when we're not able to join the call, even when it's not convenient. So may the Lord use this word to encourage us to pray for one another and for all those with whom we are associated. God forbid that we should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for one another. Amen.